such stories as H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds and Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea have challenged mankind. So today, man is successfully probing deep into the mysteries of the universe. Can he penetrate the greatest mystery of all, time itself? of George Pell and the fabulous production know-how of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer to catapult you through time into a world that is yet to be. Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? You, you see, we can move in the other three. As the doctor said, up, down, forwards, backwards, sideways. But when it comes to time, we are prisoners. Inventor Rod Taylor's breakthrough into the realm of the fourth dimension is defied by his friend Alan Young. If that machine can do what you see it can, Destroy it, George, before it destroys you. Every moment is a year, hurtling through the atomic wars of the future on an incredible excursion into the unknown. What are the people like? Ah, <laughs> the shape of things to come. It's lovely Yvette Mimieu. And what happens when boy meets girl thousands of years hence? How do they wear their hair? Who? The women of your time. Up like that? Show me. Is this the human race of the future? Or is this the Morlocks, fiendish creatures who live in a weird underground world? And the Eloi, the tranquil sunshine people, who the Morlocks dominate and maintain like cattle, luring them below with the hypnotic wail of the sirens to feed upon them in cannibalistic horror. everybody welcome to the dino and the ted show yeah drop who you're doing and listen in what they're doing people they should oh they're be. doing it I'm doing it I'm doing it right okay i get you um <laughs> <laughs> hey episode one our very first episode yeah. and and i will get to let you know a lot of you guys are going to be regulars you guys know what we are all about i'll tell you about it in a second recap it but we are a new show we're going a different format mm. and, and what we're going to do tonight is talk about H.G. Uh, Wells' The Time Machine, 1960, yes. the OG, the OG, the original, um, and a couple other. Uh, I, I'm going to mention a couple movies. time travel movies. Uh, a little bit of news, a little bit of different kind of stuff going on here. Oh, we have news. You're going to do news. You still get me and Ted's little banter back and forth. Uh, again, let, let me go through through a real quick recap here. For uh, a lot of people are going to that are listening already know what we're about and who we are. I'm Dino. I'm Ted. Yeah, that's Ted. Um, and um, uh, we, we used to do uh, full-length commentary shows on YouTube. Uh, it was called The Late Late Horror Show. And uh, yeah, we basically just you know went from beginning to end. It was very long formatted. We, you know, we didn't mm -hmm. miss a second of the movie. I thought yeah. they were great. We had fun. We had great banter. Yeah, the idea was pop your DVD in and then watch tune with us, us in and, and watch you know, us rip apart 
every movie. That, yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much Except what happened. Except like two that I really gushed over. I mean, <laughs> you know, the rest we just ripped apart. Yeah, but but you know, it's it just uh, we were doing it two and a half years, uh, getting close to three, maybe I don't know. And it it, it was mm-hmm. fun as hell. I mean, but, March you know, would have been three years. This March. March would have been three years. Okay, so yeah, not Coming quite up, even so three years. Two and, but, and a half years solid. But but that's what we kind of have done, you know, since the beginning of this uh, mm-hmm. inception of our movie. Well, it was basically a horror yeah. thing. And, and this is going to change a little bit where we're going to talk about all different kinds of movies. Right. We'll um, shy away from horror, but oh, we ha- like no. lots of other ha- stuff. Halloween is coming, right? so, you know, I mean, it's going to get us in the mood for a lot of horror stuff. We like but old movies. We like uh, John Hughes movies, 80s movies. Oh, hell yeah. I get to talk some Pretty in Pink, some old, Breakfast Club. Old comedies. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be doing all a kinds lot of, of different. I mean, like tonight, it's, it's a little bit older, 1960, The yeah. Time Machine. And we love time travel uh, stuff. So. Yeah, so, so welcome to... The new and improved, I hope. Uh, and it's only going to be an hour in length. You'll find us on iTunes. Please go up there and leave us a review on iTunes. Just search uh, The Dino and Ted Show. And uh, I'm, I'm not sure where... Else. You can find us on Facebook, too, The Dino and Ted Show. Uh, Facebook and uh, iTunes. Are we on MySpace? We are on MySpace, too. No, you know what? They're still around, believe it or not. Are we on uh, but, fake, but, fake well, friend? Fake friend, <laughs> where you can catch us on Snapchat too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we can beat a Pink Panther today, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's been up there for a little while. So, so there, here we go, man. I mean, first so what episode. We, what do we want to start with? Well, I mean, you know, we'll eventually get to the time machine. Talk a little yeah. bit about that, uh, 1960. And I got some other movies that I really want to dive into too, a little bit. Yeah, that, you know, we, so we only got an hour here. Uh, it's, it's, but you know, we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's our first episode, like I said. And, so we uh, tend to be long-winded, so this is going to be do, a little. Yeah. It's going to be. The, are we going to rush our, our new news and stuff no. like that? But we yeah, have news. What's the news, man? What's the what's the? Uh, well, you know what? I, I you know I thought I'd throw out some new stuff. Some I mean, movie I, news. Not really anything new coming out, like on DVD or anything. We've got our Alien Covenant and and stuff like that. That's I watched been that, out, man. but it's terrible. Yeah, I, I believe. Yeah, I hear you. Did you watch uh, it yet? I have not watched it yet. No, but I, I'm going to tell you just to watch it, just so that you can agree. I with me will that it's probably a big watch it because it, it is a. I love all the. I love all the Alien series. You won't love this one. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. But I mean, how does the, the alien the fir- go and bust out of your chest and already look like the alien, but it's just small? I don't know, Ted. Yeah, uh, I guess I got to watch the movie. You know. You know. If well, I smoked what, a bunch of dope, I could come up with a pretty good. Well, that's idea. where I'm going to start this off at. Smoking yeah. dope. Roll me one. <laughs> No, I'm going to start it off with uh, a little bit of uh, news here with uh, the, the weekend box officer. This is the, right. the we we record this on Monday. It'll probably go up on Wednesday, but we're this, this is still the first week of September here. Look, it's, and, a, uh, it's a holiday, and we still podcast. Heck yeah, we don't care. The, the weekend box office this weekend, yeah, September first through the third. What's number one? You know, flops, worst Labor Day. In nearly two decades, which technically Ted, which also coincides with the summer box office also being the worst in eleven years. That's because every movie sold this summer. You know what? And I was going to say that it's the one I liked was Despicable Me Three. <laughs> well, number one for two weeks in a row is the Hitman's Bodyguard with Who's Samuel. Who's even in that movie? I know Samuel Jackson's in there. Well, he's in every movie. And whatever that other. Guy's Look at that top ten. Yeah. He's in eighty-five of those movies. Annabelle Creation. I mean, isn't he in Dunkirk? Know. Isn't he in Spider-Man? You got I mean, Wind River, Leap. Logan isn't he in Lucky, the Nut Job? Dunkirk, Spider-Man. Isn't he in the, the re-release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind? Uh, well, you know what? 
The funny part about that is Close Encounters of the Third Kind, it was released at theaters in 901. I, I mean, I know it's a big thing. It's only in limited theaters, stuff yeah. like that. It's number 13 on the, the, in the box office. You know, you know? I mean, come on. That was you know? a huge movie where kids remember seeing it. But that. it shows you how what's going on there right, at the box because office. Because that's a good movie. Yeah, well, and it's flopping because Hollywood... Close is flopping? Hollywood... Oh, Ted, come on. Hollywood does not know what the hell they're doing. Stop with the remakes... Stop with all this stupid, you know, concept. It's just we can a have mess. some more minion movies, though. Yeah, I really don't get tired so? of those guys. You don't really. Well, you know what? I didn't really care for the minions movie as much. Go figure that. I like them and everything else. No, oh, okay. I think well. they can't carry a movie. Well, there you go then. Well, right. I, well, I'll tell you. Let's, now, why do you take you me? Oh, here we go. Well, I like the page you pulled up. Well, here. we'll talk then a little bit. We'll, we'll get we'll, there. We'll start off with. Um, uh, I, I guess before we get to uh, the time travel movies, which, uh, uh, where am I at here? There's a whole Favorite. mess of... Um, I'll watch almost yeah. any movie that has to do with time travel. Time Serious. Tra- like, well, like right, treats right, right, it right. serious. I mean, we're going to def- definitely talk about H.G. Wells' time travel, uh, Time Machine 1960. Uh, but, th- I mean, the biggest one out there, I think, technically, is Back to the Future. And even though it's a comedy, uh, it still treats it pretty seriously. Yes. It shows the consequences of, of going back and forth. And you throw a little bit of that 80s science in there, like how mm-hmm. you can get there, you know, with the plutonium and, the, you know, what you know, you know how they work all yeah, that stuff I, I, in the machines. Still, and, that's why it stands the test of time, because it's still so smartly written. Yeah, Not just okay. because it's a comedy. But because when you watch all three of them, it does flow. It, it, it well, of course. Maybe somebody I mean, out there will comment and say, "Oh, there's a mistake here." Or of course, but, there but is. But I don't really but, see any mistakes, right? And, and it's it's our classic '80s movie. I I think you can't go wrong with most of the '80s movies, mm-hmm. you know, that we like. You know what I mean? Of course, there's flops. We. Last night I attempted to watch Revenge of the Nerds 2, I thought, because I've never seen it before. I never went and past ho- the first one. Holy cripe, did that suck. Is that a time travel movie? And there's a three and a four. It's not a time travel well, movie. Well, God, I mean... But we go back well, and forth on everything. There's Ernest right. movies. I mean, so why can't there be, you know, That's four true. <laughs> That's true. It's funny, though, how Revenge of the Nerds 2, they went to, uh, what was it? Back in Paradise. Uh, just, they decided to make a part two, and they just threw in a bunch of TNA that's it. But anyway, so normally I'm okay with that. I am too. But you know, and, and you got you got Terminator. You got. I don't really count. I know Terminator is a time travel movie, but no. I don't count. It just he comes back no, from the future, is. and no. that's all it does. Well, that's all. Okay. The rest yeah. of it takes place in modern times. But it's but, a good movie. But it is a time travel. <laughs> you got now, I'm Looper. I never saw Looper. You never saw Looper. Never saw Looper. Anyways, and, and you got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Yeah, which we'll is, that's where they go in the um, telephone booth, isn't it? Yes, it's like, yeah, yeah so, kind of like Doctor Who. Yeah, so so there you got you know, <laughs> it's there, a TARDIS. There you got your machine that takes you back and and, and all that good stuff. You got Twelve Monkeys. I like got, Twelve Monkeys. That was another. Was, yeah, Twelve, 12 Monkeys, Monkeys was, was interesting. Um, it was, uh, and it's based on a uh, a French short film that's which is made up of just still photographs and music. I don't know if you knew they called really? Jeté. And, there you uh, go. You guys will come so, to find out that Ted knows a lot of information. I know it. Uh, but, you know. Released I, by I, the Criterion Collection. Just a short film. The Criterion But 12 Monkeys, in and of itself, even though I'm not like a big fan of most of the actors who are in the movie, mm-hmm. um, it, it was neat. It, it was. Uh, some people, you know, kind of went over their heads a little bit. I remember when I saw it, I hadn't seen it in a long time. 
You dug it, huh? I did. So you did. Okay. I don't know what. There was a little glitch there. It paused for a second. The oh, recording. Man. Don't ask me why. Uh, we get the occasional technical difficulty. Right? Yeah, new show, new audio stuff. So yeah, we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, because we but did anyway. video before. Now this is a little different. We're just yes. we're just audio. Yes, and who knows? You, you know, won't be able to see how sexy we are. There, there may be a on time, YouTube. There, you can see all of us. Maybe a time that we go and do some video for. We'll, we'll see where this takes us. We'll you see know how I mean? bad you all want it. Yes, we'll, we'll see where this takes us. Uh, Hit me with another one. Hit me with another popular one. But um, yeah. Well, you got uh, you got Groundhog Day, which is you know. I see you skipped one there. I did, huh? You want to talk about Primer? Primer gives me a headache. Have you ever seen it? I have not seen the movie. It is thus I did not bring it up. Okay. (laughs) I would really. It's it's short. It's only about an hour and ten minutes. Okay. It's it explains next to nothing about how it works. You will have to go online. (laughs) written by smarter people oh, Jesus. to understand everything please don't it. make it so difficult for me but it is fascinating really and it's done well it's done scientifically mm-hmm. I I recommend it to anybody who has to see it's a very 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 independent film I think it's even out of print on, on DVD it's about to have anyway. an orgasm I have it of course oh but um, what well because it's out of print but oh, I geez. have it yeah. But uh, seriously, I recommend you, you seek you it out. You have a Blu-ray copy? No, it's not on Blu-ray. Oh, 4K? If it's not on Blu-ray, it's not on 4K. <laughs> I haven't made that jump yet. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christ. But, but seriously, oh. it, it's probably one of the smartest, if not the smartest, time travel movie there is. And okay. Really, one I should look at and it's, possibly it's the people job. out there should look at. Yeah, and and again... Do. Anywhere you guys see this posted, please do like, comment, mm-hmm. and uh, let us know what you think. And also, if you got any recommendations for movies in the future, yeah, or a topic, you know, yeah, or a topic, or you know something, yeah, let us know, man. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook. Because we've dabbled in a few yeah. things. We tried to do a, a show all about kind of dark stuff. Remember, we did that. Did we ever post that? We did like the oh, it's up there. It's, it's that's mostly and, my paranormal show and stuff yeah, like that. And the darkening. We did our yeah. silent comedy show for a little while. See, we, we like so much stuff. It would be nice if it's all contained in one place, like a variety. Yeah, of I, things. I was everywhere. Yeah, and, and this is still going to be everywhere, but it's one thing. It's the Dino and Ted show. So there you go. Right. Uh, and, and getting to the ne- we did well. We can skip over Groundhog Day. Everybody knows that. We love that. It's a great comedy. Yeah. It, it, I, it's you know, like, not a whole lot of Bill time Murray travel you know. no. aspects to it. But but then we get to Donnie Darko. That's a cool movie. Yes, it That's is. It's a cool movie. Oh, I saw boy. that early I love on loose there. before people really caught on. They've just that. been coming out, man. Just what? like oh, yeah. like uh, automatic rifles. Right. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like a Tommy gun in here. I mean, I just vibrated about five inches off of the seat. It smells like you but ate a kitty litter sandwich. No, there. <laughs> you smell the litter? No, oh, I don't it's smell terrible. The Damn cats. <laughs> Your three legged cat. What's a three legged cat's name? Oh, socks. Because he's socks. black with white feet. Anyways, Donnie Darko. Yeah, another great one. Uh, great story. A little dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really, I really I like that. all the. He's made three full-length feature films. Okay, that's the second time that did that. It better stop um, screwing us here. Uh, it's our first talking. show, and it uh, keeps pausing for some reason. This stop recorder. Stop the pause button. God damn it! We don't go live on YouTube, and it's 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 jinxing us. It's I going, guess. hey, let's stop on them. You think it's YouTube but, coming in here messing with you? 
You know, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but yeah, I like all of, all of Richard Kelly's movies almost have a little bit of time travel-ish stuff going on. Or, mm-hmm. or at least they're intelligent. I mean, his movies don't do well, but I think they're all pretty intelligently written, and I like them all the box. Um, Isn't that what happens, though, with a lot of these good movies? Is Like Donnie Darko a little yeah. bit. They, they get hit. Donnie Darko and, cut on, but a lot of people yeah. don't dig his Southland Tales. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig that movie. And... Uh, the box, which is you know that classic story from Richard Matheson, where you know someone gives you a box and if you press it, you get a million dollars. But you know someone you don't know somewhere else. Like dies. the Twilight Zone episode. It was, yeah, it was a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. It was, I think it was even an Alfred Hitchcock episode. I maybe. think it was on South Park too. Probably. Yeah. But there, here, this little short oh. story was built up into a whole big Gimme! film, and oh, it had to do yeah. with aliens and Mars, and and it was really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Then you got, uh, let's see, just going through really quickly through a little bit uh, more of them. We got uh, The Terminator 2, of course, all yeah. the Terminator. Uh, we got Hot Tub Time Machine, which was a very funny movie. Didn't see it. It was a very funny movie. But that's only if you like some of the comedy uh, spin on things there. Very, very funny. Um, uh, Time Bandits. One of my favorite movies. I have it at home and love it. Yes, love it. What we, other we, movie star, yeah. the stars are all little people. Uh, Name me one other movie where the stars, the main attraction. Game of Thrones. Know. No, I'm talking every character. <laughs> Peter Dinklage. <laughs> they're all no, I know. They're, little yeah. people. No, no, I mean, and a kid. Wizard it's, of Oz. Well, they're not the stars. They're not in the whole movie. True. I, mean, I get Like, that. you know, the main, the first seven actors listed, you know, all little people. Yeah. You know, oh. it's, it's, and my kids love it. It's such a fun movie. And it's it, dark, it's fun, and it's dark. It's Donnie which, Dark. Well, no, I mean it's just it's it just goes to show like <laughs> movies like that they don't make anymore like that or yeah. Labyrinth or Black Cauldron, thing or Dark Crystal mm-hmm. things like that. You know, it, just oh, because it's cool, yeah. dark, mm-hmm. you know, and sc- maybe a little scary. Yeah, you know, kids can still watch that, and it's okay for kids to get a little scared oh, watching yeah. a movie. I'm not saying let them watch Cannibal Holocaust, oh, but uh, you know, be a little bit more responsible than I am. And um, you didn't but, watch. Yeah, like you. I will never watch that movie. You sat down with the kids with popcorn and That's a right. little bit of pop, and some, let's watch what they do to the turtle and, and eat some beef jerky. Yeah, I say this is not real, kids. But um, you know, it, it's okay. That it, it teaches them that you know, life isn't just a little you box know, of chocolates. Like yeah, oh. whatever. Yeah, whatever. You, whatever happy thing you wanted. Yeah. No, so yeah, it. there's a lot of great time travel movies. I mean, and, and actually, you know, the, the sad thing is, almost everything that's kind of like in this top ten list here mm-hmm. that we kind of went through, not even in my top ten. Oh yeah, they're not necessarily top ten. I mean, the one that, stuff that we, you know. Well, I mean, they, I yeah, know, like I when you look online, they like rate them by popularity or right, whatever. Yeah. And those probably are the most popular ones. But then you have like the OG, the 1960 Time Machine. <sighs> Which I grew up watching. It was on TV at least once a year. Yes, yes. And I would always watch it, man. And and before we start talking about it, I just really want to throw out a couple of my other favorites mm-hmm. along the lines of uh, this H.G. Wells' The Time Machine 1960. Yeah. Uh, is also another one that we really, I think, dig is uh, Time After Time. Yeah, I was wondering if you'd ever 19, seen that. 1970. Oh, yeah. I was going to bring it up, but I don't know if you'd seen How it. How could I not? It incorporates uh, a couple of my uh, favorite topics. I mean, you know, time, <laughs> time, time travel and Jack, Jack the Ripper. Ripper. <laughs> My name is H.G. Wells. I came here in a time machine of my own construction. I'm pursuing Jack the Ripper, who escaped into the future in my machine. A brilliant scientist, a criminal genius, a delightful romance, and a daring chase across time. The most exciting, mysterious, and challenging dimension of all. 
after time. Rated PG. It'll be your time soon. Watch for it at a theater near you. <laughs> and it has Malcolm McDowell. Who? I mean, yeah. You know, he might be in a lot of crappy movies, but he's always the best thing in him. Which is there what you I always go. say about Tim Curry. Yes. He's always in a lot of bad movies, but he's the best thing in That's it. exactly what I was <laughs> going to say, man. The, the guy plays a great role. Mm-hmm. And, and it's funny that time after time also is, uh, you know, H.G. Wells. Yes. You know, he's, he's the main uh, actor or, or the it, character in, in, yes, in, in the, the Time Machine. Yes. Well, as, actually, as the, as the same, I'm stuttering here. No. As in the Time Machine, 1960, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, Rod Taylor, who plays the main character, mm-hmm. also plays H.G. Wells. Right, even though they only call him George, that was his name, right. Herbert George Wells. George? Uh, they call him George, only, George. but then you notice they, they kind of zoom in on the plaque there, and it says, you know, manufactured by H. George Wells. So, right. You know, then you get it, you know. Yeah. Maybe H.G. Wells really was a time traveler. Yeah, you know, you never I'm know. telling you, man. But yeah, that uh, Time After Time is another good one that I think uh, you should probably go check out if you haven't yet. You know what I'd probably say my favorite one is, and, and yeah, you, you just Which pulled, you just pulled uh, it up there. You just pulled it up. Okay, yeah. Somewhere in Time, mm-hmm. 1980. Magical movie. It's a movie, and again, this this incorporates a stopwatch, but it stars Christopher Reeves and Jane Seymour, who, mm-hmm. this is more of kind of a, a romantic fantasy type movie, so it's a little yeah. bit different than the other two. And I say it's even further different in that it's a love story, but it's more from a man's perspective than a woman's, and there's very few... Right romantic love story films, at least in America, I don't know about anywhere else, that are from a male perspective. And I feel that this was more Saudi from a Arabia male does a lot of those movies. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're all from the male perspective over there. Yeah. yeah um, chopping people's heads off. And but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, this, and, and this is a movie that's, you would think, you know, hey, ah, sounds too queer, too gay, uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with it. But, uh, you know, because it's romance, you know, and so, but it's a very solid movie, and I think what really caught my attention with this movie, and I watch it for the first time, is when Art Bell, mm-hmm. who was a used to be a late night talk show host, who talked about the paranormal. You don't know who Art Bell is. Get out. <laughs> he talked about the paranormal, and that incorporates time travel. Right. Um, he had people on his show that talked about traveling through time they had a time machine and they actually went back and came forward so i mean it's it's actually been a favorite of his and i right. ended up watching it and i and i like christopher reeves at the time you hadn't I mean, seen you know, it before you that? like you didn't see it back no. in the 80s no. like it was on cable every day no i didn't really no no i grew up watching this movie i love this movie is that your phone no i heard something go Doo-doo. but yeah My this phone, is uh, put mine on silent I come to podcast. There you go. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, I mean, and if you don't know Somewhere in Time, it's about a, uh, Christopher Reeve plays a, a playwright, and it starts off where they're doing a play. Ooh, we got thunder in the yeah, background. Yeah, I know, we got a big thunderstorm here in the Cleveland yeah. area. The temperature and, uh, popped up to about 87 degrees, 88, no. and uh, we're getting some Ted on the way here. Some, you saw the big old lightning all across, across, the all across the sky. Lightning striking. Thunder. But yeah, um, it's a, oh. But then remember the old lady comes up, puts the. This the is watch the time we hand. should be trying to 
should go through time. Yeah. You got all this all energy this and electricity. electricity. We'll but anyways, it. yeah, go ahead. And she gives him that watch and says, mm -hmm. come back to me. And he doesn't even put it all together. Mm -hmm. This is another, it's actually based on another book from Richard Matheson who wrote uh, The Box and lots of other stuff. Richard Matheson wrote tons of stuff. Right. And a lot of great movies are based on his books. Mm -hmm. But um, And I have this book. But uh, And it's very different than, than the movie I might add. But... Um, Thank you for adding that. No problem. Yeah. But you know what I just love is like when he does actually, and he goes back in time through sort of like a hypnosis. It's not even really, I don't know if it's necessarily real time travel, okay. but he, if you remember, he sort of yeah. hypnotizes himself until he actually believes, almost right. like he astral prepares, projects he himself. He prayers at him, he prepares. Did I say prayers? He did. He prayers. And well, he, prepares. he prepares himself like in bed, he'll lay down and he'll close. Yeah, like you said. But like he also had projecting. to be surrounded by and wearing like everything from that period or that was around him had to yes, be from the period right. he wanted to go to. And You'll come to find out that I'm a little bit more of, um, I got some, I won't make fun of it, but yeah, I can't remember as much of Anything. the details as, as Ted, uh, Ted, right? It's all right. I just closed my Ted. eyes and watched the movie. That's not me. What the hell is going on there? What's going on? Oh, I know what it is. Just the phone plugged in and the other room over there keeps going off. Sends the bitch. Jesus Christ. Anyways. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know if he hypnotizes himself or astral projects. You know, they leave that sort of vague, kind of. But... Um, I love when he is there back, I think it's like 1901 or whenever he's actually supposed to be there. Um, the, Didn't ZZ Top write the theme, name, the song for that movie? Uh, I don't know ZZ Top. Legs. It's legs. Wait, wait, what? Oh, no, no, not legs. Oh, it's legs, not veins. Okay, forget it. Don't ignore me. What the hell yeah, am I talking about? I have the soundtrack and I don't know ZZ Top is on there. Oh, what? Oh, no. Oh, you're drinking vermouth. <laughs> Vermouth but I like from, from whiskey. when he is in the past. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking vermouth and whiskey. Everything's kind of hazy. Yes, like hazy, a dream. lazy days around of those a, Around those edges, it seems kind of hazy, or it's just mm. filmed in a way that just looks more... I mean, it's not crystal clear. I he's mean, not on me. drugs, though, right? No, he's not no. on drugs. But it's a great movie. Hmm. If you've never seen Somewhere in Time and you're not opposed to watching old movies, I wouldn't <laughs> say 1980 is old, though. If you're not opposed to... I watch to stuff that. from... It's 100 years old, so you have no excuse. Oh, yeah. If you're a movie lover, you got to go back to the old and all the way it's up to probably, the current times. I mean, I love The Time Machine. But oh, that yeah. and Somewhere in Time are probably my two favorite time travel movies. And Somewhere in Time is just I one of my favorite that, yeah. movies anyway. So yeah, yeah. I'm glad you, you had that one oh, up there. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so getting straight to uh, what we're here to talk about Getting tonight. straight to. Getting straight. kind of like a long time to get there. Did I? <laughs> Oh my god. It took like 24 minutes to get there. And soon we began with uh, The Time Machine. Oh my god. 1960. <laughs> Your pits are itching? Yeah. Oh, what a thing to bring up in time oh, travel. Man. You think we can somehow go back and stop the itching? If you so could go back are in time, too, would you? It's because you're hot, right? No. Would you go back in time if you could? If I was able to go back, forward, I'd be there in a second. What would yes. you do if you went back? If I went back? Knowing that you could change something. Oh, jeez. Um, and it could affect the future. What if you change hmm. one little thing and you came back here and then all of a sudden you're not living in this place, your family's not your family, you're well, single again. I'd have to really think about <laughs> what I do that would make it different. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, 
other than family, I don't think I'd care about the rest of the world, what happens. Yeah. It's not like we're living in a, which we're going to get to two here. Uh, dang it, I didn't bring that out. But anyways. Uh, um, I think I would stop myself from buying Jackie Chan's Adventures issue number one, the comic book. I would have told myself, don't buy those. Well, you know what? Getting, getting to H.G. Uh, Wells' The Time Machine. Um, okay, it, it does star um, Rod Taylor. I don't know who Rod Taylor is. Well, Tell Rod, Rod Taylor Well, Rod Taylor, he, he was the star. He starred in The Birds, even. Do they um, know that movie? Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Cock Hitch. Uh, if you guys know Alfred Hitchcock, I mean, come on. Uh, we could do know, a show on Alfred Hitchcock movie. You know, the Birds uh, is a great movie. But he's done stuff all the way up to 2009. He, he was mm-hmm. in, in Glorious Bastards. Uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie. They, they probably heard of um, him. There you go. He was in a. Like, he, he, pl- he played in Walker, Texas Ranger. You know. Oh well, He's, there uh, you go. He's uh, in Murder, did, uh, Murder did, She Wrote. Did uh, uh, Chuck Norris kick his Falcon ass? Falcon Crest. <laughs> uh, probably did. Well, although you know what, Rod Taylor's. He looks like a tough guy. You know. He's, I wouldn't fight him. I wouldn't yeah. fight him now. <laughs> but yeah, he's. Uh, well, know, he's been dead for a couple years. So right, I guess right. Maybe I wouldn't fight him now. But, but, but yeah, he's worked all the way up until uh, you know this this time. I mean, right. you know, it was. It he's was, a good was, leading man in this movie. It was directed by George Pal, who. Uh, oh, he, he well, he did, did War of the Worlds. Yeah, and he started way back doing like his last his, movie. Uh, with, oh, yeah, he was all the way back in not the silent era, but right when no. the talkies kind of started. Yeah, he, there. he started off with like those little puppetoon movies. Yeah, and that's where uh, Ray Harryhausen even got his start doing some of those. Those puppets yes. in the movies. So. Yes, and some of our favorite stuff. Stop motion animation. Yep. We if love that gotta stuff. Got to know Ray Harryhausen, man. I'm going to do a Ray show. Ray Harryhausen. Oh, hell yeah. We got, we'll do a show talking just Ray Harryhausen. I pretty much won't let Dino talk. I'll just talk the whole that's, time. That's fine. <laughs> I'll just jump in whenever I want. But but yeah, uh, the director's... War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. His last movie he directed was Seven Faces of Dr. Lau, which was... In the 60s, wasn't it? 1964, yeah, yeah. What else did he make? There's some good movies on these lists here. Yeah, Atlantis, The Lost Continent, Tom Thumb, The Um, Wonderful World of of Brothers Grimm. That is a movie that every time it was always on Turner Classic Movies, I'd always miss it. (laughs) And the reason I like it is is it tells the stories, but the the Grimm's Brothers stories are told like in stop motion. Right. And then there's a movie that kind of bookends all those. And I think he directed those. those stop motion. Oh yeah, and, and, and he did a heck of. He had about sixty-five to his credit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of the little puppetoon, little children's mostly. Short mostly, films. most of his films were done throughout the early forties. Mm-hmm. Uh, seemed to slow down a little bit, and that then he hit some big ones, you know, with. Uh, and he got a lot of got a lot of uh, you know credit for Time Machine because of the uh, the time lapse photography that hadn't been in a film yet. Right, because when uh, Rod Taylor, who goes by the name George, or in the book, if you ever read H.G. Wells's book, he goes just by the time traveler. He's not given right. a name, mm-hmm. and um, when he goes, well, I guess we should describe the time machine, right? Because yeah, no, I, go ahead. Because you know what I really dig is that you know this movie and the book takes place at the turn of the century in London, and. You know, it's very Victorian. Oh, yes, yes. And even the actual time machine, how it looks, is Victorian looking. It's a bit steampunk. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there's, there's a little Definitely. bit of that going on there on the, the time machine, which is really cool. And you know when they bring out, like the movie starts right out with him, like the, like the end of the movie is the beginning of the movie. Okay? Yeah. Like he, he's, he's already been through t- 
the time machine, went, bursting through the door, went all to the future, all comes up. Yeah, <laughs> and he starts to discuss though uh, after that is when he to his friends to his there. friends and stuff the story and stuff like that. He brings out a little miniature of the time machine. Right. That's when he starts like that's uh, yeah as, as he's relating as he's the story. Relating, then we yes. go back to where he first told them about. Right, it. And, and and that's where he brings out this little miniature, which I'm looking at going. I want that so bad. Well, here's what I was thinking. And, I was and, watching I'm, and I'm, I'm thinking, this is probably long like, How did he create... He made a full-scale full time machine. Yeah. But then he was able to miniaturize that technology <laughs> into a little, like like an action figure car. Yeah. And send that off into the future somewhere. It's like six inches long with a little cigar like with that no, he bends. Yeah, like with yeah. no problem at all. I mean, hell, even when we got cell phones, they were as big as, you know, a, a tank. And then they got smaller, and now they're getting bigger again. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he... Was, but he he built both at the same time. Yeah, well, I'll let you know, that slide. Why not? I, hey, I know. You because know. That, I believe that's how the book was too. I've read the book a couple times, and, <laughs> but not for a while, and I believe that's how it goes. I was wondering if you're going to say something about that, but uh, yeah, definitely. But man, I would love to have that up on my shelf with my toys and stuff like that. And it, evidently, George Powell himself was real, you know, a stickler for how that thing looked. Mm. Like, you know, he didn't necessarily know what he wanted it to look like, but as it was getting put together yeah you know he knew what he liked what he didn't like like that uh like that disc on the back if you've seen it that classic disc that rotates he that was all him even the uh bolts on it and the uh the uh hieroglyphics or whatever the markings on there that that was all all george pal's doing and you know just how it you know like the chair looks like an old antique chair which they actually used a a barber shop chair for that you know like the old-time barber chairs they use that oh yeah and you know all the brass see we're not a video so i'm able to run away from ted he's covered uh, for me when i had diarrhea one time <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah i'm back uh, but but all yeah. the brass and yeah oh, you know i mean and then never lost without me no <laughs> and, and the movie doesn't even really explain how it works, uh -huh. except like maybe a little bit of crystals. I think maybe it says yeah, the word crystals. Does, yeah, there's no and, like, you know, how did, because, it, and then. In the it, book, it's uh, an actual, an element that he comes across that is able to do that. And then in the remake, mm -hmm. which you and I saw way back with uh, Guy Pearce in it, which we won't dwell on too much because it's, even though it was directed by H.G. Wells' great-grandson, it's, mm -hmm. it's not that good. And Wait, what, what's the name of that movie again? The Time Machine. Oh, no, one no. that had Guy Pierce. Oh, Guy Pierce one, yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, and in that one, he had been talking to Albert Einstein before he got famous and published right. his works, and so he was using some of his ideas to to work on. You know, they were communicating back and forth. I did watch that movie, and it's been so long that I really couldn't even tell you if I liked they it or changed not. So, so much. Somewhere, from I the think book. I didn't care for it too much, yeah. but I don't think it was a bad movie. It's got an unnecessary love story in it. Well, but, you know, first things first. I mean... First things first. I, well, I get it that H.G. Oh, okay. Wells, I've read several of his books. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't spend a whole lot of time developing characters. You, you, you read several of his books? I've read several. Oh, my God, I've you're read illiterate. Book. I, I, I am illiterate. This is, and, uh, that is awesome. All I do is read. You should be a teacher, Ted. I was. Oh, yeah. I am. I did. That's right. 
I can teach anybody anything. Holy shit. I, I always think it's very interesting to hear my opinions on everything, whether I actually know what's going on or not. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've got an opinion. <laughs> you know what got me is when he actually, after the whole spiel and stuff like that, and he went out to the time machine, you would think it's prepared already and everything's, you know, but he takes that little, whatever that little instrument out, like yeah, crystal the, the or thing, knob, the knob, yeah, the control the, knob. Yeah, and, and he comes out and he brings it out and he turns, starts doing the file thing. Mm -hmm. and he needs to file the tip just a tiny bit more. Well, he tried it. It wasn't quite right. He just, <laughs> he's a perfectionist. He had to file that sucker down. Ah, here, yeah. But evidently he's, he's been, no, no. This is the first time he's going to try it, though. Right. Because he didn't actually. He saw the little one, and he said, to hell with this. I'm going to. And, and you know what? To talk a little bit about the movie itself, it was made in 1960, and, and it kind of, because we'll talk about why he's doing what he's doing, because 1960, you had, had some stuff going on in Vietnam already. You had stuff uh, with the ERA or NRA or no, not the NRA. Yeah. Who, who's the people? And um, they were fighting British. The UK IRA, British the IRA, IRA started up and stuff. The Russians were talking. It was the Atomic and, Age. So it was it was a lot of wars, the talk, age, and, and the uh, Cold War. And right. The you know, so, hide under your desks. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, yes. So, oh, there you go. So, yeah, so I got he projects it a few years, just a few years yes. into the future from 1960. And uh, that, that, that part's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's, so, I mean, even um, Rod, H.G. Wells, or George, George. In, in, in the movie, you know, his main concern is to get the hell out of the present time. He feels like he just doesn't belong. The future. His ideas yes. are... You know, he, he's a futurist. He, he's just... And every time he goes forward in the mm -hmm. time machine, there's a little bit of war going on. Well, right. And even the, you know, even so the invention he's made after he shows that little demonstration with the mini one, mm -hmm. you know, all his, his friends can say is, oh, you know, the war effort could probably use that. I'll get you in touch with him. And it's like he's trying to, you know, propel mankind away from war. Let's get, you know, elevate ourselves above those base things mm -hmm. and, and, you know... And he almost thinks we did it, you know, when, when he, you know, he pushes a little bit ahead. Yeah. And, you know, he, he sees, well, what, he just goes, when he first realizes he went ahead in time, he just notices, like, the candle. Oh, yeah. It's burned down. Right, you know? just a little bit. He goes, it's 6.30 here in my clock. But it's, I mean, my watch. Yeah, but it's like 9 or no, nine, yeah, whatever. So it's, yeah, so a couple hours went by. So then right. he starts going a little bit faster. Further, a little bit further. A little bit further. And then yeah. he finally just jacks that sucker. But you know what I love during this time, when he's mm -hmm. going forward, 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 is uh, he, he's got this storefront in the front of Philby's his house. store, his good friend. Yeah, Philby Store. Played by Alan Young, who does his Scrooge McDuck voice the whole that's movie. That's right, <laughs> Scrooge McDuck. Oh, Lord. From Mr. Ed, if you yes. ever watched Mr. Ed. Um, you know how they got that horse to move his lips? I heard they tickled his butt with a carrot. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Some people Lord. will tell you they put peanut butter in his mouth, but I think they tickled his butt with That's what I heard, the peanut butter in the mouth. It was the, the carrot. carrot. Because you never see moves that mouth. Oh. <laughs> you never seen peanut butter in the mouth. No. But anyways, yeah. You I can't they don't show his mouth and butt at the same time, so it could be. Mr. Ed's butt was tickled. Remember that hot uh, wife he had in Mr. Ed? Oh jeez. Yeah. And he's spending all his time in that dirty, smelly ass barn. And he could be in there with that hot piece. Well maybe they they just didn't show that part because no, it was no. the early what was he, that fifties? I guess. What was that fifties, late fifties? It was late fifties. Probably early sixties, I think. Okay, maybe, yeah. Mr. Ed. But um yeah, I would uh, 
Yeah, now you got me wondering what kind of panties she wore when she was, um, uh, you know, yeah, cooking up Post. for the guy. You know, Connie Hines. That was her name. You're out with Smith, Mister. Con- I don't even know her name. Connie while Hines. I cook you up something here in my '50s dress. Yeah, you know, but <laughs> she just sat in there eating bonbons and and just sitting around the mess. I'd be in there like. Well, she's living it up because I mean, she's. He told her, "Don't do nothing, just be there at 11. If you say so. In bed. In bed. Okay, here we go. I'm ready to go. Try to keep this a little PG. We can't even do that. Uh, Anyways, that's not uh, so bad. <laughs> all I said was so, Carol Post was hot. That's all. And the carrot tickling the anus of the Mr. Ed. Well, I mean, you know, who hasn't done that? Getting back to the time machine. Oh yes. The, uh, he, he, as he was going through time, he could see the storefront and the mannequin in the window. Right. And it's funny how he's going. Uh, you know, seeing the changes of mm-hmm. the clothes and the yeah. dresses that they wear. But he only goes like five years in time and he goes, they're going to be wearing that? And I'm looking at the clothes and I'm going, it don't look that much different than the dress she was just wearing. But then when he, but anyways, goes, he goes even further and realizes... You know, and that store stayed open quite a long time. Yeah, cause it that was, was a good store. It was there for a long time. A lot yeah. of patronage. Yeah. Philby's store. Always the mannequin. When he stops Woman, around, yeah. uh, was it 1917, and he bumps yes. into who a man who James, looks like his friend, his Philby, son. but it's actually his son, and realizes it's not the same war, but there's another war going on. It's James on. Philby. He goes a little bit further, and he witnesses... Played by Alan Young. Alan Young. Then he sees uh, the Blitz. The, the Known German for the Blitz. time machine. And playing James and George... Um, Al, uh, David Philby, the, uh, the the blitz going on from World War Two. <laughs> yes, he just goes a little bit further, and there's still a war. Yes, and then and I think this is the zips point up I was to 1966, mm-hmm. and so it's a little futuristic, not terribly futuristic, but a little, you know, the cars and things. But everyone's oh, running for yeah. shelter because supposedly an atomic bomb is going to be going off. Right. And again, he realizes, my God, it just doesn't end. I botched the whole war thing. I, even I even runs in into James about... Philby again as an old man. Yes. And, you know, he, he sees him and then, you know, finally he goes, recognizes him. you remember? And, yeah. you know, like, you're dressed George the same, him. you look the same, and... And he, he kind of got it, but he's like going, we better get yeah, down on the ground before we freaking die. Yeah. And, oh, and the fun thing was, he even asked him this time about that, uh, no, I think it was the time when he met him at World War One. Yeah. He asked him, what about the, the neighbor? Because his house, mind you, was all boarded up yes. and dilapidated. But and his father, down. David Felby, made sure that nobody ever touched the estate. Because he knew he was going to come back. He knew he would possibly come back come one back. day. And, you know, right. And then in the 60s, yeah. when he came back in 66, because there's actually you know, a little plaque. If you got all time. Mm-hmm. All the time in the world. All the time in the world is what And he even says in, in that plaque, you know, this park is dedicated to, you know, my dear This is dedicated George. to the one I'm the You know, she's like when the, the time machine just stops right there in that park and everyone's running. No, one, no one's like, stop. And like, what, what is well, that? Well, they've got to get to the shelter. All right. But, I, I but no, no, I was wondering, too. What's that? Yeah, maybe we can get away in that Let's thing. Let's go. That's so futuristic, man. <laughs> what the hell? But yeah, and then I think that just got him so depressed that he just jammed it and full throttle. Let's <laughs> oh, just go. Oh, yeah. He, and, and 1966 he went, is no good. Let me go to the year 802,000, <laughs> which is what he does. Well, what is it? The it's, year? it's the year 802,000. 800,000. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it was a very, very large number. So he goes way in time. I mean, enough to where 
like volcanoes erupted after the war and co- kind of covered him right. up and luckily didn't take up the space that his time machine was in right but they had to work around that but anyways he said you know what i'm just going to wait and hope that weather and time breaks the rock down right. and gets it out of right which and, it does yes and, opens and then he up. finally gets to like what looks like a paradise yeah and that's where he you know when he first uh encounters the people who are living on the surface of our world called the alloy Mm. Um, who are very in the book? They're a little bit smaller. And I can't wait to talk about the Morlocks, the which uh, are, oh. uh, childlike, naive, you know, blonde hair, blue eye, all that jazz. Yeah, almost zombified. I mean, they've they've well, um, and basically, here's you know, he thinks that we've finally done it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got to understand, H.G. Wells, like the Planet of the Apes, Charles oh, Nelson. We, you finally done it. You did it, you did it. I don't think he meant it quite the same way. I know. But, but you know. In, in this case, the time travel. That's another kind of time travel movie there. Yeah, Planet so, of the Apes. So, one you of know, the better ones. My you third go. favorite one. There you go. I was just going to Where do you put that in the rankings? You know, H.G. Wells himself had more socialist political views. Yes. And, you know, when the time traveler reaches this, this point and sees the, the Aloy just kind of living in peace and harmony off the land... You know, maybe we finally did it. But then he hears those screams. Yes. Which is um, one of the Eloi drowning in the river, and everyone's just standing around, mm. sitting there, not doing a thing. It's Weena. Weena. Oh, Love Weena. the name. Weena. Yeah, Weena makes our Weena hard. Mm. Can I say that? You did. Are we family friendly? I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, you know, hey, Weena, PG thirteen, Weena. But Weena is very attractive. She is. Very beautiful. And, yeah, all these golden-haired who have gigantic bowl haircuts to mention. Yeah, yeah you know, all the I'm, men and the, the women have the longer hair. And yeah. I don't know where they found all these people. but They almost yeah. look like uh, Star Trek, the original series, had mm-hmm. an episode where the race had kind of like that golden yes, bowl haircut. So. Uh, but anyways... Um, yeah, time no, machine came first. Everybody's looking at her drowning and just right. wanting, like it's there's no purpose for anything. Exactly. And when he saves her, she doesn't even say anything. She walks no. away. Yeah. And that's how it is in the book. Later on in the movie and in the book, she kind of seeks him out. Yeah. There's a little spark of something in her, and you know they begin talking and and all that. And uh, you know he inquires about. You know he goes into this. The world that he walks into, uh, his time machine stops by something that sort of looks like a sphinx in the movie and in the book. And then further off in the distance where the Aloy are, it's, it's just uh, almost like a temple, but it's all dilapidated and run down. Yeah, like a dome stadium you know, of sorts, you but know, futuristic. But who built yeah. that? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think, what was the society that built that? Oh, I, you know, look at how many, you know, mm-hmm. years went by between, you know, the civilizations right. and when he stopped. So. Amazing, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's like they have clothes. The food is just left there for them. And gigantic food. Big okay, fruits, so man. Uh, as as Rod or George says in the movie, uh, if we had cherries this size, which was the size of yeah. like a melon, you know, you know, people would be just living up. And that's what they're doing. I mean, everything is of gigantic proportions, right? You know, uh, and strange fruits, but they're the size of like uh, like a watermelon. And you can mm-hmm. just start digging into it and stuff. And you know, they they don't have to. And, and we come to find out the Morlocks who. We're going to find you that know. humanity has split off into two branches. Right. 
the Morlocks, mm -hmm. which are underground dwellers. Yes, and they're all, which this is very, very They cool. are not unintelligent. They're no. beasts. They're but beasts. they are not unintelligent because they maintain the machinery down there. Yeah, and, and keep them. control of the population. Of the Aloy. Of the Aloy, They feed yes. them, they clothe them. And, and they eat them because they, they are cannibals. They, so the Aloy are nothing but cattle. Yes. And they behave as such for the most part. And, um, the Morlocks, though, sorry to interrupt, no, but the, the Morlocks, the, the look of them, and this is what has always stood out yeah. for me growing up throughout the ages, you know, because when you see something like that and it strikes you, you know, a, a creature like mm -hmm. Frankenstein or, or any of those creatures yeah, like that, it stays with you. stays with you forever. And and the, the color of the film, the Technicolor, however yeah, they did it, those, that just pale the, blue. Yeah, that pale blue skin, you know, they're white, because they have kind of like white bowl haircuts too, right. something like that. In the book, they're more just like pale, which yeah. would make more sense being underground. Right, right. But, right. you know, you want a little color in a movie, so yeah. they're kind of pale blue. And they got those like kind of sharp, pointed teeth. The eyes. Being cannibals and stuff like that. The and the eyes too, eyes. glowing eyes, yeah. That's so cool. Oh, which makes sense for like being underground right. and needing to be able to see, just you know, like so. creatures we see that live you know under the water in those you know caves yeah. deep you know yep. I mean those huge eyes mm -hmm. and, and they could see but we do find out that I mean they can't uh, or they they're in they fear fire so well, similar then, to bright Frankenstein light. bright light because they're used to the dark light. yeah like yeah. Like, like the Michael White yeah I mean naturally bright light's going to hurt their naturally. eyes so um but it's interesting that humanity split off like that. Insert John Denver music here, Cortana. Cortana. Anyways. And w once, uh, you know, because uh, George is going to, you know, make his, his journey down there, cause, well, because they steal his time machine. Yes. When he, goes, well, he finds out that they, they do drag it into the temple. Right. Because you can see the, like, marks. Because it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a Santa sleigh. <laughs> yeah. You know, a little bit, you know. With a uh, barber chair and a big disc on the back. Yes. And, uh, yeah, you were but talking he did about that control. when I ran away, didn't you? Yes. yes. Well, just that George Powell um, really was intricately, you know, he wanted a certain, you know, he practically designed that. Yeah. So, but uh, also awesome. the, the time travelers kept the control knob, that crystal control knob. So yes. the Morlocks can't use it. Right. But um, they did take it. But, but I do like, too, that George actually left his jacket laying around too many places with that yeah. in there you know, so, I, you know. I, but I have to comment on on the alloy being oh go ahead please do I just you know does oh, that, what was that I wonder <laughs> if it was almost a comment on his political views yes because let's say and I don't even necessarily think if we could live in a world like that where people could just live a life of leisure and, and machines did everything for you you know, and we you all know lived any... for the betterment of mankind. Okay. All right. If we could live in that sort of world mm -hmm. without governments, without laws, without money, because everybody had what they wanted. Yes. Why is Sheltered that? Why food. is that so bad? And that really kind of is my view of how I think the world should be. Um, but it's right. such a radical way of thinking that you know. Well. I mean, imagine just like why do you work a job? You work a job to make money, which, by the way, isn't worth anything because it's not backed up with anything, right. to pay for clean water, a place to live, food, heat, you know, whatever. No, and all of these you, things are Jeez. in abundance. There's, we make enough food for the whole world. There's enough technology to for everyone to have clean yes. water. You pay for internet. I mean, it just floats in the air. You know, <laughs> put some drones and satellites in the air and everyone can have internet. 
unlimited access but to would, information. But well, as the why, world is now... What I'm saying is there's an yeah. abundance of all those things, so why should anybody have to pay for them? Everybody should be able to have a, a, well, a home and a great education. I mean, because it all just benefits us, but because we have nations and states and countries and politics and government and religion, that gets in the way of all But that. if everybody stopped working, the money wouldn't be flowing. But, but I understand what money. you're saying. Oh, well, no, it's exactly. completely unnecessary. There you go. No, completely unnecessary. That is exactly what If we could just be the human race, not, yes. you know, Europeans, Americans. No, no, yeah. If, if everything know, could Asian, be like... whatever. If you're all just the human race. And, uh, yeah. And I, I believe that's sort of how H.G. Wells wanted, the, you know. But then he kind of commented on it mm -hmm. in this story to me. In that When that does happen, look what happens to humanity we become so placated and docile, docile yeah. that we've lost submissive. We've we've lost like some of that. Bed. I don't want to say killer instinct, <laughs> but some of that fire, some of that spark that makes humanity so great. Like the Adele song, like fire. I don't listen to Adele. No water, take my hand. I'm so sorry. You have no to listen to that. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but you know, it's almost a comment on on that because here's what happened to them. When you have nothing but a life of leisure to lead. Are you a socialist, Ed? What's a socialist, though? I mean, everything that I just described, does that make me a socialist? How dare you? How dare you show up Or does that make me house? a futurist? Yeah. I mean, don't you think that would be a better world to No, no, in? I'm joking with you. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. should people have to pay for food when we, we pay farmers not to grow because we make too much? Ted, you know? It, to get into this, we could do That's a whole show. show. Yeah, but, but, but in because, a nutshell, because, because you're right. I mean, the world could be totally paved in gold. It's such a radical everybody change. Everybody fed. You would have to change it, but the it's way never be there. everyone thinks. We're yeah. such a money-driven, you know, be successful, be yep. something. It's like, let's make everybody great, you know? Yeah. Let, I mean, of course. You know? That's, that's straight, I mean, the reason we have laws and things like that is because we have, we have problems that we haven't fixed yet. You and know. they'll never get fixed. Well, maybe they will. Oh, hey, we got the you know smart car now that can prevent the drunk driving. Hell, there you go. It solved all our problems. Well, it solved a problem. <laughs> it's just going to be for people to get used to not being in control of it. But do you think there'll ever come a day when peace does reign over the world? I don't know. I if think that's the only happen. way it could ever happen is if we were threatened by something from outside our Earth. Yes. I think well, if that happened, then we would. Maybe possibly. If we actually yeah. realize that we're not alone, at the, that we could be in danger. Yeah. And we're getting way off topic of time. No, I know, I know. Well, yeah. But that was my fault. No, no. But that's I wanted right. to make a little comment because I do know that's that what the show's about. Wherever it takes Wells us, man. Had socialist leanings, and I feel, based on what I know about him, that maybe that comment on the alloy was. You know, a little comment on that. You know, oh, of course. I like think he had if you a lot take of it too far, a lot of political views if you were take it inserted too far. in this. And his books, like I said before, uh, I think I got off topic, but you know, there's not a whole lot of characterization. You're not getting deep characters. You know, his ideas and his, uh, you know, inventions and and like I said, the, the the science. That's what is showcased in his books. You know, that right. Island of Doctor Moreau or Invisible Man. You know, it's the science that goes into it. That, Another great one. That was... Uh, Island of Dr. Mark. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Our first podcast, right? Uh, one yeah. of them. Yeah, yeah. I believe Island that was our first Souls. one. 
It's the late, late horror. And there's so. things that I like. That was the Little Monsters movie. Podcast. Oh, the Little Monsters. Long live the Little Monsters movie yeah. podcast. I, I saw you put that up <laughs> on our YouTube page. Long live the Little Monsters movie podcast. But um, should have never changed the name. I like that. Oh, I don't well. know what the hell I did, but whatever. Um, we got a. It's because we needed the word horror in the title to, to get any. Yeah. But um, yeah, even with Island Doctor, there's all those film versions, and there's something good about all of them. But we're talking about Time Machine, so I just wanted to comment that I think. That sort of um, is his maybe a little comment on it. Like if you take it too far, yeah, you know the the kind of life that I'm talking about. If you take it too far, you know, and and let everything take over everything, mm-hmm. then humanity could the dangerous humanity could degrade into something like the Aloy. Yes, I agree. Okay, uh, good points. Thank you. Everything is in one ear and out the other. All right. But in the time machine, he basically ends up going down into the dungeons of the, the you know the underground well, dwelling of the Morlocks. Well, yeah, re- to get really his time qu- machine back. Right, really quick. He find, well, plus he kind of I think in a way wanted to save these people. Right, right once, especially once he realized that they were cannibals, and plus he was developing some feelings for Weena in the. Yeah. I don't think the, so much in the because a giant siren yeah, would go off and oh, yeah, it would like lead to trance. Yeah, they would lead them to the because that's what they're mm-hmm. you know and it was the same siren as and, in oh, 1966 and we, didn't, and we didn't bring up the whole a big part of this movie too is they knew to do that by the sirens going off mm-hmm. by the rings they had these rings that were left behind right okay there, there were things left behind from the future that told them what the past was like and there were these right. rings that talk when you spun them yeah I don't was, think that was in the book no but in the movie and, right. and it was right. kind of cool I don't, think, I don't recall it being in the book. And um, he learned a lot about what went on since mm-hmm. through those rings, which yeah. um, George did. And uh, yeah, Nuclear war and, right. and all that. So he, he kind of starts finding out that this is what's going on. They're just being led and what they've learned, and it's ingrained into them. They don't know no better and stuff like that. So uh, he does find out that there's these big holes that look like kind of like gigantic termite or termite. Termite. Termite hills. See what happens when and you do podcasts late at night. Yeah, you can't talk straight. Termite yeah, mounds, but they're holes in the ground. Yeah, they're, that, they're big giant vents for those machines. Yeah, it's got ladders that actually go down mm-hmm. there, but they've never ever tried to go down there. Yeah. I mean, and why would they? Because they don't question a thing. And he the goes Eloy. down there to um, rescue the Aloy that have gone into the Sphinx. Because when that when that siren goes off, they all just start. You know, they've been conditioned. To oh, march towards oh. the Sphinx, oh. and uh, and you know by this time you know I mean George knows why they're being you know, right, yeah, yeah. or you know, but uh, Weena was one of the ones that got in there, so he wants to rescue her, right, and the other, which he does, and yeah, even even some of the Aloy as as you know, a, a yeah, a in the yes. zoo, yes, um, because know, some of them t- even sort of wake up and and start fighting back a little bit. They get a little bit of that. They see him, they see George fighting these uh, Morlocks, mm-hmm. and um, you know he's been hollering at him back and forth this whole time, and and eventually, yeah, they kind of looks like a they snap do. a little bit. And like you know the ones like looking, yeah. he makes a fist. He's just looking at it like he's for the first yes, time realizing a, what he can do with it. Exactly, that was a you great know, like that moment in two thousand one when the when the ape picks up the bone and yes. you know realizes what he can do. Yes, and uh, and, and basically. You know, beats the crap out of all of them, and and end up um, 
uh, telling them all to go up the vents and stuff. Yeah. He starts a fire down there, right? And um, starts to burn the whole right. the Morlock whole area down there. Right. I don't think he gets rid of all the Morlocks, no. but he burns the area up. Sets and, fire down there, and the temple actually and when they burns do get down out. Too. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry, I misspoke. That's when he. That's when they took the time machine in. Yeah. After he did that, yeah, it's like he got. He rescued him. He got them all out. You know, and uh, now my damn time machine is gone. Wait, what? No, he, he and Weena have a little conversation, like after you know that fire and everything. You know, she asks him about the women of his time, if he has anybody like her. Right, right. Um, you know, I mean, she's so childlike. I don't think he really takes her. I think he's affectionate towards her, but mm-hmm. not overly so. He's a gentleman. Yes, and because uh, she is so childlike, and um, yeah, yeah, then you know when he's he's going to go back to his time. You know, he mm-hmm. realizes, you know, I can't live here either. You know, I, I didn't want to live in my time, but I don't want to live here either. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, he, he sees what humanity's turned into, but he's kind of, you know, inspired the Aloy to, you know, rebuild their society. You know, they've kind of woken up out of their trance a little bit. Um, and what happens is, too, that, like, again, he, he, he find, the doors open up again because there's the fire going on and they're all, the Aloy are free from them, mm-hmm. and uh, he sees that his time machine's in there, so he does run in there. Right, and then, uh, bam! It closes immediately, yes. yeah, and so he's stuck in there, and the Morlocks are coming after him. This is the end of the movie here, and... Uh, Fights them all. Yeah, he, so he hurries up and puts the thing in, the, whatever the knob is in there, yeah. the crystal, whatever he puts in there, and um, hurry up and jacks it back, man, to go back in time. Yes, he does. And uh, eventually heads back home, and... Um, yeah, I mean, tells the story. Tells the story and everything. And then, um, but his intention is to go back. Yes. And and he's he's changed his mind. He's going to go back and help them. Right. And uh, now you got to remember the the time machine was inside the Sphinx. So when he gets back to his time, he's actually out of the house and more and like Brian, in his backyard. Because he is yes. fenced in backyard. Because it was moved. And he drags the time machine back in because he knows if he goes back into. The future, mm-hmm. he's got to be on the outside of the Sphinx, so he's yeah. gonna drag it back to where it was. Yeah. And his friend Philby, at the end, after hearing the story, and really, you know, he comes back, and, yes. and you know, George is already gone. Yep. And he sees the tracks being pulled back, and mm-hmm. he realizes he was telling the truth because it makes sense because he was inside the Sphinx over there, and he had to pull it back. Yes, the so story totally makes on sense. The yes. Now the book ends a little bit differently mm-hmm. in that. Um, while they're fighting the Morlocks, they're fighting the Morlocks on the outside, it's at night, and um, the time traveler sets um, a little bit of a fire that ends up becoming a pretty good sized forest fire. And, um, you know, he recovers his time machine, he goes back, but Weena is sacrificed, I mean, she's gone. And um, he wants to go back to save save her, but he's so distraught Mm -hmm. when that happens that he just decides to push forward more mm-hmm. and he goes basically to the very end of time the sun burns out you know the planet's just a dry husk there's just little like lobster creatures oh, and, and there's like nothing else alive on the planet and huh. here, you know and he's seen it all yeah. you know he's seen the very end of time and then he goes back and see uh, I gotta read the book I've never read the book oh fantastic I've just, I've just and, you uh, know went along with the, the movies and then furthermore... Got to become more of a reader. Go and ahead. I, was telling I know we're you, coming up on the uh, Oh, we got a few here, minutes here. And I was telling you that... Because uh, we don't want to make it too long for you people. I was starting to read a book by Stephen Baxter. We're almost done. Which is the... 
labeled <laughs> yeah. as the official sequel to the Time Machine called yes, the Time you were Ships. Telling me. That's right. The Time and Ships. Just briefly, because I haven't finished the book, but if any of you out there have, I, I hope it's good because I'm, I'm digging it so far. Yeah. And you it's were telling me about it's it, yeah. written very much in the style of H. G. Wells. You'd almost think you're reading an H. G. Wells book. Hmm. And uh, the time traveler is going to go back to save Weena. And, and um, you know, he takes supplies with him this time, takes things he needs, and yeah. he even takes a camera with him. And uh, what he finds is when he starts going into the future, um, he notices some things are different. Mm. Things did not. So just the very fact of him telling his friends that at that dinner when he came back, yeah. something changed. He changed the future because... Um, he gets to a point that's it's still like 150,000 years away from Weena's time right. but things are just so drastically different that he's like this is not how it was the first time I came through there's mm -hmm. no way in 150,000 years because like everything's just black like what he saw like at the end of the world almost yeah. it's like that and it's like how are we going to get lush green fields and trees and stuff in just a mere 150,000 years and basically where I'm at right now is uh, he ends up he's captured by Morlocks um, and these Morlocks are intelligent. I mean, not Ooh. that they were stupid before, but... They're more they, they intelligent. Can, they're this, more intelligent. Yeah. They can speak. They've built... The sun is gone at this point, way before it would have been. And it's when almost like they built some kind of a, a sphere around the sun. So to, they're very intelligent. Like they built something <laughs> like a Dyson sphere is what I think you would call it. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, he awakes in a room that's completely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, the floor, he, he describes it almost feeling like leather, but it's clear. And, and you wake up and you look down, all you see is stars. Holy you know, shit. He's, he's well, out in space. When, when was this book released? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know when it was actually it's an, written. An older book? I don't think it's brand new. It could be 70s or 80s. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, old enough then. But, so it uh, was, okay. But so far it's really Damn, interesting. See, why evidently it's going to be a lot of back and forth in time. Why wouldn't you know? Hollywood come out with the Time Machine too, like something like that, or I like mean, space? What, what was the name of the title of the book again? Uh, the, the Time Ships. The Time Ships. That would be awesome. But uh, evidently, I don't know how uh, far it is. I'm only like four or five, six chapters in. But uh, sounds I'm really, awesome, man. Yeah, I mean the idea is really great so far. That just the fact that he Gotta went find there, it on Kindle. Just the fact that he went and mm -hmm. told people yeah. something changed. You know, uh, I don't know how it did, but that's what, changed. yeah, the whole science behind it all and right. what they think, which makes you know. sense. But you know what? I mean, see, it's the end of the show, and yeah, time if you're time, wanting more time machine, <laughs> time machines, and time travel. They tell you it you can it branches off in infinite um war, uh, infinite what's that called? Highways, you know, oh, I forget what Michio Kaku uh, scientist said, but there there are different layers. Every time time changes, it branches off. So even though time changes, it stays the same. It's very complicated. Well, you've got but, um, two different, two different diff paths. Two different now. paths of reality yeah, now instead of, of one. Yeah. Right. So uh, an infinite number of infinite number of lanes. Right. There you go. All leading to different futures. So there you go, man. This this week we uh, went a little old school on some science. Uh, the science fiction, fiction movie. Which we love. Yes. Uh, the Don't know what next man. week will be. Sometimes it might not even be a topic. It might just shoot the shit for an hour. Yeah. Who knows? Well, well I kind of have in mind what we might do next week. All right. But, um, Bring it. Yeah. So, so stay in contact with us. Uh, I will be changing our Twitter, which is still the Late Late Horror Show. But just look up the 
Dino and Ted Show on Facebook and on iTunes. And um, yeah, give us a subscribe. Please leave a comment on iTunes. Always helps. And yeah, that's about it. As Ted gulps down his water. Send us your firstborn, whatever. Yeah, you know, whatever you guys want. Mm -hmm. But uh, there you go, man. Um, Naked pics of your chicks. Episode episode one, man. In the books. And I really dug it. Really enjoyed it. I thought this was cool. This is a lot more liberating. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so leave us some, uh, and we will be doing some horror stuff and some Halloween stuff too. It's going to be fun. Uh, we got Halloween right around the corner, man. Um, and we, I, who knows where this is going to take us? Uh, what we have in store? Like I said, this is the first episode, and um, not sure what's going to evolve around this. Whether, eh, we'll keep I'm you guys surprised. A cult. Stick, stick around and see what becomes of the show. But anyways, uh, next week. Uh, stay tuned. We will have a new episode oh. two every week. Uh, I think uh, we will record these on, on Monday, and they will go up on Wednesday on Facebook and iTunes at the moment. Right. Still really not sure about this YouTube. I, I'm not sure if I should just upload this for shits and giggles up on our channel and change the name, but who the hell knows? I mean, it ain't going to hurt, but I want people to stick to iTunes and Facebook. Uh, it's a better platform. I uh, did a whole video on Screw YouTube, yeah, but anyways, you did. yeah, Get off. <laughs> but anyways, um, there you go, man. Until next week, uh, this is Dino and Ted signing off. Uh, Dino and Ted show. Till next Later. week. Later, man. In seven days. Yeah. Peace. Peace.